0: lesson is about, but it goes along sort of this, the same Paul that wrote this morning over there in the book of Romans, he was also writing to the Corinthian church, and uh, so if you'd stand with me this morning, I want to read just one verse this morning, take a text out of it, and see where God's going this morning with him. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1. And Paul asked or said, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Amen. As I went home last night and I was so tired and I sat in there. And got the Bible and tried to read, and this morning I got up. I was up about five o'clock this morning reading, and as I was reading through there and studying, I came upon this verse here at Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, and he said, "Be ye followers of me," but he didn't stop there. If he'd have stopped there we could have said, well, I ain't a follower of no man, and we shouldn't be a follower of no man. But that wasn't what Paul was really saying. He said, be ye a follower of me, even as I also am of Christ. So I got to thinking about what he said there, and I got to thinking about over there in the book of uh, over back over in the book of Matthew over there, in chapter four and verse eighteen. And it said it as Jesus and Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother. Casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed Jesus. And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, and a sheep with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he, meaning Jesus, called them, and they immediately left the ship and their father, father, and followed Jesus. So this morning, we want to think about it. And you know, as Paul, when he said this, Be ye a follow me, even as I am following Christ, Paul was saying it's all right to follow me as long as I'm following Christ. Amen. Amen. So there's a difference in following a preacher or following man or following someone. There's a difference in following them and following one that knows Jesus Christ. You know, there's followers, and they're leaders. Amen? Amen. They're followers, and they are leaders. And the problem a lot of times that gets people into trouble as they want to be leaders before they've learned how to follow. Amen? And you go back over to the book of Acts when Paul, that wrote Corinthians here, Paul was a religious, religious man, and he had a group of people following him, but they were not following Christ they were following Paul and they was headed to Damascus where they had went and through the country and where they had crucified the churches and that's where they was heading to at that time to go down and take men, women, and children and put them in prison and probably kill some of them, the Apostle Paul. But on his trip down there, something happened. You remember what happened to Paul? God said to Paul, enough's enough. He said, Paul, you've persecuted my people, or you're going to persecute them. And the Bible said that there's a great light shined upon Paul. And the Bible said it knocked him to the ground. And the Bible said the man that was with him, they heard a voice, but as they looked, they seen no man. Now you may hear that same voice this morning, and you may not see who it's coming from, but it's coming from God. Amen. You see, you can't see him, but you can sure hear him. Amen. Amen. And so Paul heard a voice, and he said, Paul. Saul, Saul, which was Saul at that time, why kick again the priest? In other words, why are you doing this? You can't win. You can't win. You see, this morning, church, you cannot win if you're not following Christ. Amen. It doesn't matter what you do. It don't matter how uh, how great you may seem to be to other people. If you're not following Christ, then you're not following the right one. And Jesus can bring you down. He can bring you down. I'm sure that he had talked to Paul before, and Paul hadn't listened just like God talked to me for years and years, and I didn't listen. But one day he brought me down. Is anybody with me this morning? He brought me down. And he said to me, sort of like he said to Paul, you ain't getting Bible this no more. He said, you're either going to be for me and serve me or you're going to be against me and it's going to get rough. And I remember God, I felt like called me to preach when I was a young man. Me and my wife got married. She was, I was 18, she was 16. We was in church working with youth then. And coming to church every time my doors is open. And down the road somewhere I got my eyes off from Jesus and I started drifting. And instead of getting back where I needed to be, I just kept adrifting. And one day, brother then I felt myself out in deep waters and not coming back. But then I felt myself years later after God had turned me loose and I went back into the world Now, you're talking about getting on the road that leads to hell. That's where I was at. And I'd got so tired of sin and so tired of the life that I was living, but it seemed like I just couldn't change. It seemed like God did not hear me anymore. But when I hit bottom rock, thank God, That's where he allowed me to go, just like he allowed Paul to hit rock bottom and some of you before we really listened to him. But you know, I found when I called out to him, seriously, he was there. He was there. And just like on the road to Damascus that Paul was on, and God changed his life that day, and Paul never was the same man after God. Uh, changed his life. Well, i got news for you. When God changed my life in 1983, I've never been the same man since. Amen? Some of you know what I'm talking about. He completely changed life. That's what Jesus does. And I was just like a lot of others. I thought I was a leader, you know. And I was a leader of the sinners, I guess. But, you know, when I looked at Paul and I read about Paul and what Paul said, Be ye followers of me, even so as I follow Christ. Now, this morning, as God chose me to be a leader in this church a lot of years ago, matter of fact, back in 83, and I didn't really understand back then what it was all about but after God called me to preach and I evangelized for two years and then the pastor came to me one night one day and he said brother Ralph he said I'm leaving I said what do you mean you're leaving he said these are your people not mine I said no they're not I said I'm not pastor no church But anyway, make the long story short, he left and I did and still am. But Brother Dean, I realized some years later, after pastoring the church, Tracy, I learned that God had put me in a place to see just what kind of a follower I was going to be before he put me in a church as a leader. Anybody know what I'm saying? If you cannot be a good follower in the Lord, if you can't be a good follower, then you'll never be a leader of any kind. You've got to learn to follow before you can be a leader. And this is where a lot of people get in trouble at. When they get saved, they think right off. They know everything. And think they're a leader and should be put in as leader in a church. Hey man, right then and right there, when they have never learned to be followers yet. And I and I and I thought about it after God called me to preach He called me to pastor. And I thought about He had put me there and trained for sixteen years uh, in training for where I would where He was going to put me at. And it took Him a long time, I guess, to train me. To get my attention, but thank God one day he did. Uh, and you know, and, and and then I realized that he put me in that basement with them six, with them teenagers. Uh, and I was a leader to them, and they were some good followers. And that's why they're leaders today in this church today. Amen. See, you've got to be a good leader, and you've got to be a good follower. God, if you don't allow God to prepare your life and you get up here, you're going to make a fool out of yourself. But what I'm simply saying today is, and this, and I got to thinking about this yesterday downstairs there, when different ones came to me and was talking about the workers, you know, that was working, outside and inside, in the kitchen and everywhere else, and they came to me and they said, Brother Al, said, you sure got a working bunch of people here. And I said, well, yeah, I've got a good bunch of people here to come to church. And he said, you have? He said, I've never seen as many workers in a church as what's going on here. And I, that ain't the first time I've heard it. I've heard it before. And I said, I've got, yeah, I said, it's a good church. We've got a bunch of good workers here. I said, we work together. And he said, that's because they've got a good leader. Well, boy, that really blows my head up, you know. Before you have good followers. And you've got to have good followers before you make a good leader. Now, if you say you're a leader in church, and you get put in as a leader in church, It's because the people think you're a leader, a good leader. And they trust you, right? But I've also seen it happen when they got in there and got the name of a leader, they backed off. They backed off. And they did not, was not a good leader the way they thought they was or said they was. So what happens when that takes place. If you're not a good leader, no matter what kind of leadership you're in, if you are not a good leader and you don't accept, what, what does a good leader do? What does a good leader do? Well, some of you need to be in training in if you don't know what a good leader does. He serves and he does what? He leads. And that he's doing what? He's setting a what? He's setting an example for his followers, right? Amen. So if I got up here, y'all put me in as a pastor. And if I got up here and and I didn't set an example for you, if I wasn't here half the time, and I, so I couldn't set an example before you if I wasn't here. Well, I can set an example before you, but it's not a very good example, is it? So how, how in the world can a leader expect the people to follow them when they're not setting a good example? How in the world can we expect followers if we're not a good leader? You know what happens? You know what happens? It's just like a shepherd in the Bible in the sheep. If a shepherd was gone, what happened to the sheep? They would scatter, and then what happened? Then the enemy would come in and get them. So a shepherd or a leader is going to set an example for them to follow. And this is what the Apostle Paul was saying over here. He wouldn't have said if he hadn't set an example and he hadn't been through what he had been through, then, Tony, he'd have never said what he said over there in the book of Corinthians, right? Right. He'd have never said, you follow me even so as I follow Christ. And I say this to this church today, and I've said it before, if I ever get to where I'm not setting an example and living up to what I say I'm supposed to be, then you need to kick me out of here or set me down and tell me to listen for a while. Well, what I'm saying is you've got to learn to be a follower. Now, if you learn to be a good follower, your time will come when God puts you in leadership. Amen? So when he, and so over here, when he started calling his disciples, when he came and began his ministry, he knew that he couldn't do it all. He knew that he had to have help. He knew that he had to get some followers that would listen to him that he could bring along and train up, cause he knew that he wasn't going to be here forever and ever like you and I are here on this earth. And he knew he had to pick some people. But I've often, I've often thought, thought Tracy. Uh, the people, a lot of times that God called back then and still calling today, uh, the people that he called to come and follow him and him train them. You see, uh, uh, today he don't call the equip, he equips the call. Amen. And a lot of them thinks they're already equipped when he ain't been called and then they don't get nowhere. But he told the disciples, that's why he told the disciples, when he walked by that old seashore, <laughs> he chose some fishermen. I got to think, boy, I was a fisherman, and he called me. I don't know what he felt like with old James. I ain't no slick. And, and he said, but he knows here he called. He called him. He said, come and follow me. And he said, I will what? He said, I'll make you fisherman. And what he was saying, you come and follow me, and I'm going to train you to be leaders when I'm gone. I'm going to train you to be leaders. And he called, who was he He called? Peter, Simon, Peter, and Andrew, his brother, and they was casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. So that tells us they were old, and fishermen is pretty smelly sometimes when they've been fishing, right? But he called them. He called them. And you see here, they left their ship and they followed Jesus. Then he went on down and he called Zebedee's boys. And they didn't only just leave their fishing boat. They left their father. They left their occupation. So when Jesus called them, they left. They gave up their occupation. They gave up what they're living. Jesus wanted to test them and see just what kind of followers they would be. And so they left everything they had. They left their father. And they left their ships, they left their jobs in order to go and follow Jesus. And couldn't you imagine what we'd be at today if they hadn't been good followers of Jesus? We'd have been in a mess, wouldn't we? Because Jesus said, You come follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. See, we've got to go through training before we can have leadership. And if we cannot, if we cannot, John, if we cannot be a good follower, then you can never be a good leader. Amen? Amen. Never be a good leader. And God knows, God don't never put us into something even though we might think we ain't qualified, God said, "My thoughts is not your thoughts." God knows you better than you know yourself, and God will never, God will never put you somewhere, and He'll never put you in, in, in leadership unless He knows that you are able to do it. Amen. He won't put you in there if, if He knows if He sees that you're not going to do it, not going to be able to do it. Well, sometimes he'll put you in there, he knows you're able to do it, but then sometimes it ain't God let you down, it's you let God down. And so I said all that to say this this morning. I was a proud pastor yesterday, I'll just tell you what. Well, I hear people coming around talking about the church. One of them said, this church is known all over the county. One lecturer said, everywhere I go, they know where this church is at. They know who you are. And he said, I'm going to tell you something. You all have got a great reputation up our Bloomington Chapel. He said, a lot of them don't understand how y'all doing it up there. And that made me feel good when he was telling me. People notice this when they come around. You know that. People notice this when they come. Now, few people to come in here and there's three or four working and the rest of them sitting around not doing nothing. They wouldn't give this church. They wouldn't give y'all the name of what they gave y'all and the thoughts that they have of you. But they seen it. And I just thought, and when I read that, I thought, man. I want to talk about that. Being leaders in a church, being together in a church, one for one and all for one. Workers together. How many agrees? That's what's going to take a good church is being workers together. Amen. Everybody get a hole and pull together, and the old load will be a whole lot lighter. Hey, man, brother Billy, the whole man will be the. The load will be a lot lighter to pull. But now, when you've got leaders is backing off, and the others got to pick up a slack, things is going to slow down. It's going to slow down. But if you've got leaders in a church is stepping up and doing what God's called them to do, that's when you're going to see a church grow when everybody's pulling the loads together, never who it is, never what job they've got. Let us be workers together. Is that what you say this morning? And we are. We are. Jesus said, come and follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. You know, when we come to church, I hear people say, well, I go to church, I go to serve the Lord. When I come to church, I'm not coming to serve the Lord in, my, in a sense, you're not coming to serve the Lord. You're coming to church. When you come through them doors, you should be a coming and being in training, training. So when you leave them doors, you go outside these doors and serve the Lord. You come in to worship the Lord, hey man. You come in to learn, and you come in and go through training, and you're through the preaching and the teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We come to church to be trained to be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we come in here not really to serve. We come in here to worship the Lord. Amen. That's what he said. He said, enter my house with thanksgiving and praise. Amen. He said, make a loud noise unto the Lord, all ye people. Amen. And so this morning, sometimes we don't want to just come in here and sit down on a pew amen, and nod off and sleep, amen. When we come through them doors, we ought to come through them doors with a mindset of what Jesus Christ done for us uh, and wondering, Lord, what are you going to do today? Uh, and Lord, what, instead of coming to church and saying, Lord, I need you to do this today, I need you to do that today, uh, we need to get out of here and we need to come into the house of God and we need to say, God, what can we do for you today? Amen. And I'm going to tell you what the answer is going to be when you say, God, what can I do for you today, John? He's going to say, All I want you to do today is enter my house with thanksgiving and praise and glorify me. Amen. He said, Lift up them feeble hands that hang down. And he said, give me a praise. He said, make a loud noise unto the Lord. Uh, uh, people, some people, you know, they say, well, when you go to church, uh, you ought to do that hollering. You ought to do uh, uh, that shouting. You ought to do that raising your hand. You ought to be a clapping Have you ever heard that before? Well, we don't do that down here. Well, that's probably the reason the pews are empty at your church. Amen. Because you don't go there to praise the Lord. He said, "Make a joyful noise unto the Lord." In Psalm 150, he said, "Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord." He said, "Praise ye the Lord, everything that hath breath." How many of you got a breath this morning? Say, "Hey, man!" Real loud. Amen. Now that's what that's what it's. Didn't that feel good? How many thought that felt good? We'll do it again. If we would just raise our hands and praise him sometimes, we would realize how good he feels. Instead of looking around saying, well, what's people going to say? What's people going to think about me? If I say, boy, I'd like to say man, but God, there's a bunch of people here. What if everybody looked at me? I've heard people say, I've heard people say, Brother Lord, I've heard them say, be in church. I hear them say, boy, after church, I hear him say, man, I want to pray. I just want to stand up and praise the Lord, you know, and testify. Well, why didn't you? Why didn't you? Have you ever heard of, have you ever been one of them? Said, I'd like to testify. I feel like I need to testify. I need to say something. But, God, I just, I didn't know. I just prayed people to see me. Boy, there's a lot of people got guilty looks right here. That's telling me you've been one of them. So have I. So have I. They said, well, I said, well, why didn't you? Well, you know, I don't know. I just prayed everybody looked at me. And I told a person one time, I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll do the next time. Next time that you feel like testifying, you just stand up and shut your eyes and testify, and then you won't know whether they're looking at you or not. Amen. Why he said, he said, if you're ashamed of me before people, he said, I'm going to be ashamed of you before the Lord. I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to be ashamed of Jesus Christ. I don't care where I'm at. If God puts a blessing on me, I'm going to praise If He puts a hand raising on me, I'm going to praise Him. If He claps my, won't say clap your hand, I'm going to clap your hand. I'm going to praise Jesus, brother Jerry. I'm going to be free. Why? Because He said, Who the Son? He said, Free, he's free indeed. I had to learn to be a follower before I could be a leader. And sometimes following, it gets pretty rough. Especially if the one that's leading you <laughs> sees that you ain't following in the right direction. Be you followers of me. as also I am followers of Christ. It's all right to follow somebody if they're going in the right direction. Amen? Who are you following this morning? Who are you following this morning? Are you following Jesus? See, Jesus knows the way. And I don't care how good a leader you are, if you get your eyes off from Jesus, you're going to lose the way. And you're not going to lose the way when you're leading people. And you lose the way, then all your followers are going to lose the way also. So let's just all follow Jesus together. Stand with me this morning. That might have been different, but that's what God wanted, and that's what God got.